Baby, you a song You make me wanna roll my windows down And cruise Hey, welcome everybody to the Locked In Baseball Podcast And um, this is Joe Spears And I... We haven't done one of these in a while, um, so not since uh, California was allowed out of timeout during COVID season, and so now, um, you know, we, we during the first you know nineteen twenty episodes or so, we were able to focus on just you know um, you know trying to figure out you know what we're gonna do when we get back on the field and and you know just you know taking time to appreciate the game and being a part of it. Um, we have uh, you know we've taken about two or three months from that. Um, but going forward for the least the next, you know, four or five episodes, I do want to focus on player development. And, you know, I think and I've been talking to guys recently, college guys and pro guys and even just the players in our program that we work with on a day to day basis. Um, just seeing that there's such a need for specific uh, specific things that uh, that guys that players um, that, that they're looking for um, for this episode. You know, we have Brandon James, who's been um, just just he's a wealth of information when it comes to arm care, arm strength, uh, not just for pitchers, uh, but also for position guys. Um, you know, I mean, just from my personal experience, Brandon, like as a player, you know, if you go on, I'm like my perfect game profile. When I was in high school, I think my best velocity across the diamond was like 73 miles an hour. <laughs> and, you know, I had to do a lot of different things to be able to keep up physically to make sure that I was, you know, it was able to stay at shortstop at the college level. Um, let alone the professional level. Um, you know, so I worked on my hands, I worked on my footwork, stuff like that. But my arm strength never really was quite there. Literally, probably till after college, you know, my second year of professional baseball, I got into a throwing program, um, some long toss progressions where I really started paying attention to um, the weaknesses in my game. Not so not, I guess, not necessarily just arm strength, but in general. Um, but from an arm strength standpoint, an arm care, sta- uh, an arm care standpoint, that's where I really saw like my ability at shortstop really to propel. You know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a guy that had, you know, a cannon in high school and college, like I said, but all of a sudden, you know, once I was able to set my feet, you know, at 22, 23 years old now, you know, 91, 92, sometimes across the diamond when I really set my feet and I, you know, max effort. Um, I do want to figure out like ways that we could somehow uh, put, those training systems to play for our guys within CBA, but not just within CBA. There's anybody, pitchers, position guys, um, that that's looking for that next level type of training. But forget that, you know, like let, let's focus on what we're what we're doing here and just give the information here as much as we can within, you know, a 30 minute time frame. Sure. So so but sure. first, you know, thanks for being with us. I know you, you just took like an hour and a half trip, you know, or two hour trip from from San Diego. Um, appreciate that. Um, but welcome to beautiful Rancho Cucamonga. Thank you so much for uh, for having me. You know, I really appreciate it and uh, the opportunity just to kind of speak to to your viewers. And uh, you know, sometimes the one thing that we do glance over is arm care. And I think um, you know so many things that keep us in the game. We do hitting lessons, we do pitching lessons, we'll do sprinting lessons, learning to run. But uh, the one thing that keeps us in the game is our arm. And I think that uh, it's just a lost art of us going out there and really trying to uh, make sure that not only are we improving our arm skills, uh, but maintaining what we have in our arm. And so, 
you know, part of it is timing. I think a lot of it is um, at what age are we really focused on throwing the right way instead of throwing complete games or, you know, getting through uh, weekends with ibuprofen, um, just kind of popping pills in the dugout. It's more of a focus on, hey, how do we how do we get away from that? And how do we focus more on making sure that when they're 15, 16, 17, we don't have some occurring issues at all. So, um, you know, again, for me, it's it's a blessing to have a kid come in and say, hey, my arms hurt. And for us to be able to make some adjustments and then for them to say, hey, I'm throwing without pain. And uh, that probably is the, the, the most gratifying thing about being a pitching coach and being an arm care uh, throwing coach. All right. And just a little background, you know, on Brandon, you know, current pitching coach at Southwestern College in San Diego, um, leads our arm care, um, arm strength um, uh, training system down in, in the facility in El Cajon. Um, Going to start really, you know, uh, kind of taking his services on the road and what he does and his information and being able to offer this to, to our guys really everywhere. Um <clears throat> What, what I do like about you, and it was so funny, like I'm a big, like, I'm a big uh, advocate of the secret, right? And I'm like, oh, like, and I always joke about, and I don't really joke, like I really mean it, like I'm a master manifester, right? And people are like, what the hell does that mean? And I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to tell you, but I'll try to tell you, you're just not going to understand it, I guess. Um, you got to know Joe. <laughs> and it's funny because like, and I was talking to you about developing this for a while, um, and then, you know, I get on the phone with Alan Jager, we're talking about, hey, well... You know the best thing you you know the best thing to put uh, to have within your program, excuse me, is a pitching coordinator like in like in Major League Baseball or Minor League Baseball, right? In the farm system, you have a pitching coordinator that goes, you know, from location to location or or um, affiliate to affiliate, and you know basically there's a quality control um, component to that, but there's also just like you know just uh, a maintenance side of it where you're looking at guys, seeing how you know seeing where they're deficiencies are seeing where they you know can get better um and then coming back maybe a month or two from now and checking in again to see if they follow that program or guidelines that were provided um what's great is like we have we have those resources here to provide something like that and so when alan's like hey like you gotta you gotta do this this is the only way this is gonna work and i was like you know i got the perfect guy for you and he and then he goes okay well this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna send you the <laughs> he goes i'm gonna send you the pdf like man, like Alan Jager manifesto, right? And you're gonna read through it and let me know what you think. And I said, okay. He goes, I want you to share that with your your, your pitching guy. I said, okay, no problem. And so I, you know, I did email it to you. And then he, go, he comes back to me, and goes, hey, by the way, who is your pitching guy? And I go, hey, it's, you know, it's Brandon James. You know, he's, you know, he was, he was raised in the Antelope Valley. You know, um, you know, we're China McCarney's from. And, um, he goes, Oh man, I know that guy. Like he's, <laughs> he's perfect for the job. Like I know he's worked with my stuff for years and I just talked to him the other day. I'm like, Oh, and so what I mean by like, man, you know, master manifester is like, it like things tend to like fall into place, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I don't, it's not just for me. I, I find this happening for like people I'm surrounding myself with too. And I see that this is really going to fall in place, you know, for, for, for our program within CBA, but just for guys, that are just looking to get that next level, you know, type training. Um, sure. So that was great how that all worked out. Like I didn't have to, you didn't really have to read through the whole thing because you already did before. Um, it was you know. funny though that when you called, I said, man, like, you know, Alan is such a great guy and being able to talk to him um, and he was just kind of confirming too. He's like, look, man, you're ready to go. This is going to be great for you. So I wanted to just go and read the manual again. And, uh, 
you know, again, sometimes it's good to have a refresher. It's good to be more of a sponge and just try to learn. And maybe there's something in there um, that I didn't look over. And I just wanted to make sure that I, ha I had the confirmation. And he said, you know what, man, like uh, uh, I gave you 100% uh, my support. So, uh, you know, again, I respect him a lot. Uh, he's been more of a mentor, not only in the arm care sense, but uh, also in the mental game. I think we really kind of overlook how, how big that is. Huge. He's and, great. Yeah, and he's so zen. Too, you know what I mean? Like he's so like right. calm. You know, and and you know, I'm I'm convinced. Like you put you put Jager on the mound now, you know, in the big leagues. I don't know how effective he'll be, but he he probably just won't know that he's he probably just won't know like how ineffective he right. is. You know, but right. I mean, you never know. Like because he is he's got that toughness about him, he probably could compete. But um, definitely yeah, a high character guy, super high character guy. And he's like, and what's great is you know that's what you're about. Um. And just being, you know, again, surrounding surrounding ourselves with really with really good people um, who are in it for the players, you know, that want, you know, that wanna that want to see you guys succeed. Um, that's you know, that's kind of the driving force around here. But sure. but I mean, let's go into you know, like some you know some key components, you know, because there's like you know there's such a there's such a misconception out there, uh, so much noise, like in the recruiting world, there's so much noise. You got to attend all these showcases. You got to attend all these camps, right? And people, you know, parents are spending money everywhere. And then, you know, a lot of, a lot of it's gimmicky sure. on the development side. It's the same thing. A lot of stuff out there's uh, gimmicky. It's trending, you know, it's trending. It's not like there's not a whole, I mean, not to say that there's nothing out there with substance, but a lot of stuff doesn't. Sure. You know, I, I mean, there's um, there's products out there that um, that are very, you know, very um, renowned, you know, even in major league, you know, or uh, in major league systems and farm systems like, you know, driveline is huge. I think crossover symmetry has become huge. Obviously, Jager sports stuff sure. has been around, uh, um, you know, weighted balls. I was talking to Carlos Ramirez and he goes. Well, back in Puerto Rico when I was growing, <laughs> yeah, that's my best, my best impression. Back in Puerto Rico when I was growing up, we didn't have plyo balls. We just hammered nails into the baseball <laughs> and we threw that. You know, that was our plyo ball. I'm like, well, I mean, I guess you can do that. You know, but then you, you know, you put drive line on it, you package it up, make it look nice. You charge, you know, a couple hundred bucks and you know, attach a program to it. But you know, and and, and I remember weighted balls growing up, and I don't even remember who made them back then. But you know, weighted balls is such a big, is such a trending. Um, you know, development resource that, that, uh, coaches and players are, are, um, you know, they're kind of resorting to, um, I have a good friend who, uh, is a pitching coordinator with one of the major league organizations out there. I can't say his name, but he, I'll send this to him later and he'll know who I'm talking about, but <laughs> he's like, man, I'm the only guy. I'm the only guy that just wants guys to throw a regular size and regular weighted ball to his partner at different distances, you know? Sure. And he's talking, he's referring to the only guy in, in the farm system. I'm the only guy. I don't know if I'm going to have a job next year, <laughs> you know? like, And, um, you know, the thing is, is, um, you know, that we've gotten away from, like, the traditional sense of training guys. Um, but what's funny is we moved on to, to such high, um, you know, um, just, a, just a high sense of training in, in in terms of performance and strength. Um, and to me, there's like a, there's like an epidemic of guys getting injured, you know, whereas when you and I were growing up, which wasn't that long ago, even though it feels like a lifetime ago, <laughs> you know, like we could throw guys every weekend, 150 mm -hmm. pitches, hundred, you know, sometimes I don't think people kept pitch counts back then and nobody ever got hurt. Sure. 
you know? And China was really one of the first guys uh, I remember using J-bands. And we were all like, what was that? <laughs> and so all of a sudden now it kind of got a lot of people kind of interested in, in where we're from. Um, you know, Palmdale, it, uh, we really didn't even have much of a travel team. We were going out to Valencia to go play. And um, I think now it's, it's, it's one of those things where we just don't, we don't attack it so much, um, the injury prone. It's kind of like, hey, I, I, want, I want now. And we really don't trust the process of having to develop and, and doing more so with the body, learning how the body moves, um, training the upper body the, the correct way. Um, and then really, you know, I think part of it for some of the kids is their body's not ready. Their ligaments aren't, aren't built up. Their muscles aren't built up to kind of take some of that intent and again it's it's we want numbers now we want the data now and we don't want to sit there and watch a kid develop we don't want to take that that one to two to three years to really see him grow um and i think that's the lost art is what what, what we want is to be able to see these kids say hey look here's some of the problems with your arm right now these are some of the little mechanical adjustments we can make a lot of it is your foundation and if we can find a foundation in our lower half the upper body kind of follows a little bit. Um, the second part, I, I think we we don't let our arm talk to us. And I think with, with Alan and his program, he's done a great job to say, hey, look, it's up to you. We're not going to put restrictions on your arm. We're going to make sure that you feel good in a certain day. If you want to go 90 feet on a certain day, if you want to go 200 feet on a certain day, you have to let your arm talk to you. And if we're not really letting our arm talk to it, we're forcing intent. We're force, enforcing um, some bad movements, especially not throwing the right way. Uh, I think that's really where people are going to get hurt. I think that's, that's really where we, um, it's just same thing as if you're training. If you're trying to teach a kid how to squat and then you kind of skip through, um, skip through a lot of the process and you're saying, hey, let's just go to, to heavy weight. Well, if they're not, if that weight's taking them over on their knees, well, and obviously we're not doing the squat correctly. And so that can end up creating problems in long term. Um, and that's one of the things, again, it's not a long-term thing, just like we are in the world right now, 2020, we want everything now. So um, as a coach, I think that's one of the things that I really try to sit down with parents and say, hey, look, here's the problem. Let's build a program um, and that will build a solution for your kid. And however we can do it at the younger age and then keep building up, um, it's, it's just one of those things. It, it's, it's infectious, just like the J-bands. When somebody has J-bands, everybody... Well, man, he throws really hard. What is? How is he doing that? Well, you see the drive line. Well, a lot of guys that were doing the drive line, there's a lot more training that goes into it. It's not just throwing weighted balls. So you can go on Amazon. Let's go. Get, let me grab a, a drive line package, and you're kind of just looking through it. And now you're just going to throw those balls with as much intent as you can. And I think our neurons aren't able to process that all the time. I think it's uh, the different size of balls. We want a lot of spin on your ball, and so you think about holding one of the really small balls. And then you're asking yourself to go put a, a regular baseball in your hand and get the same spin. It, it, to me, they don't correlate. And so that's where I just, I really want to take more time in, in the body, the hips, hip and shoulder separation. And then obviously building up, uh, you know, a muscle that a lot of people don't look at is the serratus. And, uh, you know, you can go on YouTube and look at a lot of different ways to strengthen the serratus. But, um, you know, once we, once we get away from learning the muscles and learning what we're supposed to do with the arm instead of just hoping that it's going to come through, um, we're going to continue to have problems. We're going to continue to have these, um, you know, these injuries that really put a lot of kids back or, or the end of the career. All right. And I th think you made a few good points there. I, I also want to add to that, like this whole, I mean, I'm obviously we're not going to send guys out there and abuse them on the mound, 
but the 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 pitch count system um, that everybody's abiding by. I mean, what are your thoughts on like? All right, my my guy, my you know my son, my guy, my son. You know, he went out there and he threw forty five pitches today. Um, he can't come back for a week, and he can throw forty five pitches again, and next week forty five pitches again. Let's say he's seventeen years old. Um, is there a lasting impact or a, or a long-term impact for a guy that doesn't stretch it out from time to time? Sure. You're not, you're not going to see the, the gains, um, physically or mentally. And I think a lot of that goes with, again, having some type of program, whether it's a two day, a seven day program, um, at the college, we had a seven day program. So if you were prepared to start, um, you had seven days, your game day was the seventh day, and then you're going to start over the process again. And what that got a kid to do was one, he had, a, he had days to recover. He had certain foods that he would, uh, look to eat, uh, anti-inflammatories. Um, and then there was also a lot of arm care, a lot of decelerator movements that we made. Um, also running some of, uh, some people aren't on long distance running. Some like short distance running. Um, for me, I, I like kids to lift, um, you know, deadlift squat on a day after that they, they threw. Um, but I also like to make sure that they get some, some type of sprints in, um, more explosive movements, trying to get the quick twitch muscles going. Um, the second part is, is it's gotta be a, Hey, I'm building up to, so let's say a flat ground, let's say you're throwing on a Saturday on Tuesday, I might throw a flat ground on Thursday. I'm going to throw a bullpen that's going to really build me up for Saturday or Sunday for my outing. Um, and again, like I just had a kid that uh, he was, he only threw up to 60 pitches in a game. So our practice for the next three weeks was to get him to be able to go and see if he can get to 90 or hundred pitches. Um, and that's a 16 year old kid. Now that was more of a, if we build up, let's see what you have in your arm. And um, I think it was him learning how to use his body and the arm just came along. And so he got done with the, I think it was 88 pitches, but he's like, man, this is one of the first times where I've thrown over 60 pitches. I have no pain in my arm afterwards. Um, and I think it was all because of the way that I trained two weeks or three weeks prior. Um, and then boom, right they're right back in the gym the next day. And I think that's another misconception. It's like, oh, well, hey, I just threw a lot. Well, I'm, I'm going to take time off. I'm going to take a couple days off. You need to get right back in the weight room. Just like MLB players do, they're not taking the season off of lifting. Um, so at that age, again, I think it's very important now at the younger age, obviously you can do running, you can do, uh, more band work, um, resistance bands, those type of things, but there has to be some type of process to build up to that. And if you're sitting there and holding, putting a restriction on 45 pitches, again, you're never going to see your kid grow mentally or physically on the field. And you're kind of going to hold them as a, basically a relief pitcher, you're not going to give them any type of growth. Right. So, and just to, you know, add add to that you mentioned like big leaguers don't take the season off, season off, or season off from strength right or, or working out um so for my players out there last weekend that we took you guys to a weight room you know for a three-day tournament just get used to that stuff if you plan on staying in the game because it really is you know maintaining your strength right is a is huge like if you're you could be you especially in professional baseball you could be you know dominant in april dominant in may and then break down in june and sure. then injured in july right and so you know it's not a matter of you know how good you are on any one day or any one tournament it's how long you can sustain at a competitive level and stay healthy the entire time 
and that's what gets you, you know, that's what keeps longevity in your career. Um, Especially at the college level. I mean, we, we recruit kind of on that. We're looking for kids that can not only play a 42 game season, but be good for a 42 game season. And a lot of it is, Hey, what does this guy look like? Does he look like he's sitting there? He knows what he's doing in the weight room. So um, part of it is form, knowing how to have form. Um, and then obviously if I were a going into my freshman year, um, I would jump on the weights right now. I would try to get in and, and really start to learn how to lift Try to put some weight on your body because again, it, it's uh, it's taxing. It's taxing. The practices are really taxing, um, and it all depends on on you know your program. But some guys are five thirty in the morning. You're lifting. Uh, you go home. You take a shower. You go to class right after you get out of class, or you're on Zoom. Um, boom! You you go right to the field after your classes, and you're working out for maybe five hours. Um, and that could be from you know video time. That could be from ground balls, you had individual work, you have BP on the field, uh, you have conditioning. So there's just a lot that goes into it that we really, we want you to be prepared, to come in and be prepared and not sit there and have to say, well, this kid's good, but there's no way this guy's going to last in fall and spring. Yeah. And, you know, that the stat that's been going around, and I've said it over and over and over again to our guys, just so they understand what next level baseball is about, is that, you know, 50% of Division One freshmen last year were in the transfer transfer portal by mm -hmm. the end of their mm -hmm. year right 50 percent, and that no number is so staggering and so alarming that people don't even realize like why it's happening right and what's happening is is guys they show up and they're they're you know they have to compete for a spot but they eventually start dragging ass and they lose that they lose that job college baseball is built for depth up you know up front in the fall but by the time the spring comes around that depth is gone right or the sure and so, you know, and then after the year's over, obviously guys redshirt and transfer or guys aren't happy, aren't happy and they transfer, you know, the typical stuff that goes on um, in our world. But, you know, and that's that's like our guys within the CBA program. They're not a they're not an exception. Like you see all our guys on the website. Everybody's committed. You don't see you don't we don't post on our website how many guys have bounced back to the local JC sure. or how many about transferred to the NAIA program, you know, somewhere in the Midwest. But it's and there's nothing wrong with that because that's just the journey that guys take that a lot of guys take. But, you know, it's, you know, the hype that social media, you know, uh, provides when guys, you know, commit to Arizona, commit to TCU or wherever they commit to. Fifty percent of those guys are not going to live up to that hype, you know, and that's. That's what's Sad. fine. But what you just said, though, is and I'll, and I'll say it, too, is that when you go to college, a lot of times that grind is so hard the first week, like guys can't keep up. Mm -hmm. They just can't. You know, we go to a five day tournament, like a five game tournament in Utah in the summer and guys are dragging ass by the third day, like let alone the last day. You know, they just don't feel like competing, waking up, their bodies hurt, their bodies sore, they're dehydrated because it's hot. But they, I mean, like we say, man, like. It's hot everywhere in the country if you want to play baseball, right? Sure. Um, but how important is it that arm care and arm strength stays maintained, even what you know, even as your body breaks down, you got to stay healthy, right? Um, I think I think too. It's again, it's preparing. If you, um, you know, whenever I send my guys out, the first thing I say is, "Hey, look, we're gonna have a Pedialyte. You're gonna hydrate yourself the day before." Um, and I think that's something. Even you know, umpires are dropping like flies out there too. <laughs> Um, they, you know, some of them, they have potassium, they'll have some of that stuff in their body, but 
it's not a routine that they're regularly used to. And, you know, some guys are really superstitious, especially in the big leagues. But, um, you know, how come we're not that focused on eating the right way before a game and, and having that routine that says, hey, you know what? This is my seven-day routine. I'm going to have uh, oatmeal and strawberries and orange juice before every game that I start on the mound. Um, so, again, now we have a routine with our kids. Hey, you wake up. We got to go take the kids to school. Uh, you know, you got to make them breakfast, all those type of things. So how come we're not forcing our kids at a younger age to be more prepared with that thing? Well, you know, you have kids, uh, parents that are taking their bags to and from the field. Like that's where it starts. It starts with making sure that we don't coddle them and making sure that we say, hey, look, you need to be prepared for this. You need to start preparing yourself. So then now when you're picking a school and when you're picking a school, I think that's a big, big problem is it's only what schools want me. Well, same thing. Well, if you're a guy from San Diego and then you're going to go to, to Rochester, New York or something like that where it's freezing cold, it's completely different from the climate that we live in. The people are different. Um, it's a culture shock. And I think that we as even you know coaches, we could do a better job on where we send our kids and making sure that maybe the fit is a little bit better. And it's not just about the money that they get, but saying, hey, is this the right fit for you? Is this, um, is this good for you and your family? Maybe they're somebody that that's a little bit better at staying a little bit closer to home and we know they're not gonna they're gonna end up transferring early you gotta kind of take that hit sometimes and say you know what it's okay if this kid ends up going in nai they're gonna get a good education uh, but sending them to a d1 or d2 across the country and they're not mentally prepared for it um that's like i said it's kind of on us also so i think it's again if we prepare them at a younger age we start getting them focused on their grades hey Boom, 3.5 is that that's our that's our average. That's what we got to focus on. And now you start picking schools that you want to go to. If you put the work ethic in, you put the training in, again, it's a process, but people are going to want you. And now you're going to be able to pick who you want to choose instead of them just picking you. And it's like, well, I'm walking on. I'm trying to get an offer. Um, I want somebody to want me because of the way that I am on and off the field. And that's what our job is, right? To, to create the best version of a player of themselves on and off the field. Yeah, absolutely. And so... And I really love that we talked about that and how, you know, the, the, the developmental side feeds right into the recruiting side. And, um, you know, they, they often go hand in hand. Uh, sometimes we put the cart before the horse and we want, you know, guys want to start going to showcases and camps before they're developed enough to expose themselves at the, at the competitiveness they want to expose themselves at. Um, let's, let's kind of switch gears. Uh, the arm health. Back to arm health and, sure. and and arm strength for position guys. You know what, you know what? How does that differ from training for you know as as pitchers? Um, what can what can guys you know what can non pitchers uh, you know do to kind of help themselves maintain that arm strength, especially you know at at the you know in the world that we live in, where again there's so much noise and so much. Sure. You know, information being thrown out there that, you know, parents, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to buy him everything. He's going to do everything. <laughs> so, yeah, I think um, I think it could be more of let's make sure that uh, one, we're throwing correctly. And I think as coaches, if we were to assess players and say, hey, let's look at where your arm is when you're throwing. Let's take a video. Let's kind of break break you down. Are you a low three quarter? Are you a high three quarter? Um, when you throw, do you have pain? Um, what's the timing like when you land and throw? I mean, life is all about timing if you really look at it. Um, and we focus on timing when we're hitting and we focus on timing when we're pitching. But when we're in the field, sometimes we don't really focus on 
do we have that foundation under us? So that timing of our lower half to let our upper body work, it's just as important in hitting and pitching as it is in throwing in the field. Um, so I think really if we could find um, some type of assessment as coaches, finding the lower half, finding how the arm works, um, assessing a player and say, hey, where's your pain at? Your pain's on the inner inner part of your, your shoulder. Um, maybe we're super trap dominant and maybe we're putting too much pressure on our on the inside part of our shoulder. So maybe a couple of things that we could do to fix that are some drills. Um, some things I like to mix in, arm circle drills, um, some figure eight drills, and really one that gets the arm working a little bit uh, but really, we're trying to get them to assess the muscle group that they're trying to work out. Uh, just as if you would as a trainer, they're going to say, hey, when we're doing squats or when we're doing deadlifts, we're trying to assess certain muscle groups and make sure that the player understands what muscles we're using. Um, but again, it's 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 got to be something where we know a kid is throwing without pain. And I think sometimes it's like, well, hey, my shortstop, he's, you know, he's sore. And we're saying, well, do you know the difference between pain and soreness? Um, and if they are understanding the, the difference, then we're really, it's kind of up to us to really say, okay, well, let's make sure that we take 15 minutes before we, before we stretch as a team. Let's make sure they show up 15 minutes early. We're going to do some arm care, some arm circles, um, some J bands. I really like the smaller J bands, um, the, the, the kid size, um, it's not so much tension. So especially if a guy is having pain, um, it's good to kind of stretch them out, um, doing more of Y's than W's. Again, if they're really trap dominant, more of their pain is on the inside part of their shoulder. Most guys would be, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, again, it all depends. It all depends on how we've taught them to throw, but most of the guys that I With get, me? yeah. They, they, well, they want to dump yeah. this way. So when they go throw, um, you know, it's just more of a drag of their arm. And um, it's sad. It's, it's sad to see how many guys are in pain, but a quick adjustment if they have a, a good awareness of their muscles, um, Sometimes it's, it's, you know, two, three weeks of, of them throwing and it's like, man, it's, it's instant. Hey, I'm not throwing with pain, without pain. Um, if I start using my lower half more, do you think I can get more out of my body? So now they're more interested in the hip and shoulder separation. Right. So now they're trying to correlate. Okay, let's think about hitting. How is hitting um, almost the same way as throwing? So um, I think the last part is with pitchers and, and, and position players, the long toss is huge. And not every pitcher is big on long toss. Um, you know, Tyler Thornton, he's at ASU, not a big, big uh, fan of long toss. He was a great long tosser in high school. And then um, I think he just got to the certain point where he said, hey, I know what I need to do with my body to get it amped up. And um, I'm okay with that. I mean, he's 93, 94. So um, I, I, I kind of I, – I kind of see both both sides of that you know um you know when i was with with the braves momentarily when i was with them and we you know long toss in in the in the especially the lower levels was like no like you're not doing that you're going 120 feet mm -hmm. you know that's it and no longer than that and i was like okay and so um so i'd have to sneak out of the field and do long toss when nobody was looking but <laughs> the, the and the reason why is because I was finally getting to that point where I was like, I was starting to figure out like, why don't I have arm strength? And I needed the distance mm -hmm. so that my body, so I could train my body to use the ground well, to, you know, use my lower half well, to, to let my arm, you know, develop more so I could make that throw at 180 feet or 200 feet, whatever it is. Right. Being loose is huge. Right. And so I really had to learn how to use my body. Uh, well to develop that arm because I wasn't a guy that could just step and throw and fire 94 you know that's that wasn't me and so and that's not most guys sure. um 
But I think once you feel that movement, those movements that it takes to make sure you make those throws at 180 feet or 200 feet, once you make, once you do those movements, you can use those movements back at 120, as long as you remember what that feels like, right? A lot of guys do it though, and they're trying to throw with horrible mechanics. Mm -hmm. So their long toss isn't, it's not a loose arm. They're, they're really tight. Um, you know, same thing on the pull downs. They're doing a pull down at, you know, a full intent, maximum intent, and balls are flying up, left, right. Um, so again, the pull down, and as kind of Alan had had, had uh, said it in his video, it's more of us throwing at our furthest distance of a throw and just changing our release point. So right. I think for you, it feels good for the ball to spin off your fingers right. for you to, to be able to see that spin. Yeah. And you know, it, it's at, at Southwestern. We did it this year. I, I had a kid, Dylan Miller. Um, 78-80, topped out at 82, um, wasn't recruited at all out of high school. We did a 30-day throwing program for all of our pitchers. Um, and shoot, the kid ended up 88 in the sixth, seventh inning at Palomar, got a full ride at Point Loma. Um, but I think what they saw was, hey, the, 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 not only did you see a kid that kind of was small, he embraced the long toss program, he embraced kind of the arm care, and he's throwing with no pain. So would I like a guy that when he shows up to the field, he has a 15-minute routine? I mean, just as a scout, you want to see a guy, you're looking at bat, body actions, tools. So the first thing you're looking at, what's their body look like? Again, weight room. Uh, what do their actions look like when they go out on the field? Do they look like they're lost or do they look like they have some type of routine? Boom, arm care routine. They're doing J-bands. They, they, they know what they're doing. They have them around their wrist. Um, and then the tools, what's going to keep them... Um, What's going to keep them in competition? Let's say that their fastball isn't there. Are they able to still make their body look like they're throwing a fastball and can spin a breaking ball or have that change up? Um, but again, that takes more of a process to learn and learn what your body wants to do instead of saying, hey, well, I'm just doing long toss. I did long toss today. Well, you did it by pushing your elbow, almost shot putting. So it, it's almost not good for right. you. No, and I'm, and I'm with you, man. And like the, when we, when, you know, our, our catch routine within our program is very, you know, Jager-esque. We have our little athletic stuff that we, that we, that we mix into it, but very, you know, we, we, you know, when we get into our pull downs, uh, you know, the footwork is super important and how we release, you know, before we release the ball, you know, where we, um, because obviously that dictates, you know, what your shoulder's doing, you know, where your release points at. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's why I think like what we're doing is like such a good fit for, sure. for, um, you know, for our guys, especially, but anybody who, who just wants that, you know, to, to take that, this aspect of the game to the, you know, to the next level. Um, the best part for you guys, and I think in a program stance is, again, you see guys in a tournament and they're, they can't last. They mm -hmm. have their pitchers. I mean, they're, they're sitting there grabbing guys that aren't regular throwers um, because other guys are hurt. And our, our problem here is we're not, we're not assessing that and saying, hey, we need a solution. It's just, hey, well, let's give them a couple of weeks off. We'll, get, we'll bring them back. No, let's make sure that every single one of our guys are throwing without pain. And if they do have pain, we're assessing it and we're starting some type of arm care and now we're working through it. So I think what you guys, the mindset of it is, uh, it's phenomenal. It's, it's, it's outstanding, but we need to hit it on the head and it doesn't need to just be your program. It needs to be all type of programs. Uh, I know, you know, you contact me on Instagram if you need some type of arm care program or something, I'm always open to give it to you instead of sitting there trying to charge you because 
we need more kids in the game. We need more kids that are able to play. We can't sit there and um, and sit there and kind of hold on to that information. So I think as coaches, we could do a better job as parents. I think doing more research um, on whatever they're doing and then actually having a trainer help us with the arm care instead of just as if you're going home and just working out your muscles, are you working out the right muscle groups? Are they sports specific? Are they gonna translate on the field? If you're doing stuff that's not translating on the field, right. I, I don't see I don't see a purpose for you spending the money. Yeah. And that's where I feel like we're in such a unique position in the sense that we we have not only do we we uh, obviously operate the baseball side, but we operate the sports performance side and and the arm strength and arm care 100%. side. So we're able to tra- we're able to translate those movements that we're teaching within the facilities or our training programs and make sure they're being done correctly and, and reinforced on the field. Um, you know, when, when we go into competition or we go into our practices. So that's where we are very, I think we're very unique. I don't think there's anybody else, maybe even the country that, that, that pays attention to this type of stuff. Um, you know, but you know what I, what I do wanted to kind of touch on and I did, you know, kind of lose where I was going there with, but what I do want to touch on is the stuff that we do have coming up so we can really, you know, kind of, I don't want to just say promote what you're doing, but promote this type of training, whether it's you or anybody else that, that, that is, that is this detail oriented. Um, I think there's a lot of pitching guys out there that, um, you know, you come in, you do the lesson, you do the instruction, you go home, you check in next week, you check in two weeks from now, but there's nothing really, there's no real like a, accountability at home you know uh, and often that and often like with young players it's really hard for them to hold themselves accountable over the small movements because they don't remember it all mm-hmm. you know unless you have a parent in there with a freaking cam- camcorder their phone you know their phone like recording everything that's going on um you know so i'm i'm, I'm excited just to kind of touch on what we got coming up right we have that schedule well, as that. you say that real yeah. quick i could uh, we were just actually talking about it in the facility today Till you become pro ball, uh, you're not required to have a journal. Did you have a journal when you played? Uh, not a journal, but I kept I kept notes. Like I guess I kept notes as a hitter, right? but not like I wasn't like. So some things that dated. basically what I do with my kids is 20 minutes after you leave, you're done. You're not you're not thinking about anything pitching. You're thinking about your Nintendo Switch. You're thinking about oh, Fortnite. Yeah, you're completely checked out. Food. Um, so what I I have every single one of my kids do is they have their own journal, and so you basically you learn how to get them to date it. Um, and then track some of the things that we work on. Hey, what we're working on with your back foot. We're trying to anchor your back foot. Um, you know, we're trying to replace the glove. So little tips, little cues. So now when they come in and do the lesson, boom, they're already in their mind of what they need to work on, or they go home with the same thing. Um, and then, you know, sometimes during the COVID, I've just grabbed a couple kids and said, look, you guys are going to do, we'll do a lesson, you know, um, but this is going to be the stuff that you need to do at home. So I'm going to give you a, a, an entire sheet. Sunday's always your day off, uh, but you need to make sure that you're, you're maintaining. So things for 10 year olds, 12 year olds, you can give them stuff, squats, you know, air squats, um, little things that they can do at home. And I yeah. think that we need to take the time to say, hey, let's maintain instead of just expecting them to come back and, and, and be ready to go. It'll be better off and more beneficial for you as a coach to see that come back. So maybe it takes an extra five, 10 minutes to make that program for that individual kid, but imagine them coming back and they 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 want it, they need it right now, especially right now with the COVID. Absolutely, man, absolutely. And so, um, 
just with what we got going on, because we normally keep these at like less than 30 minutes and we're at the 40 minute mark. Nice. Um, we can go hours. <laughs> we could, but everybody would fall asleep. Sure. And so we keep it pretty short. We can do a part two. Um, actually, I think, um, and, and Alan was, we were going back and forth right now and trying to McCarney. He's probably going to get on next time. And awesome. so I'd like you to come back and get on with that sure. for maybe like a part two. Sure. Um, and, and with China, who's the VP at, at uh, Jager Sports. My and I think he has that. been since he was like 12 years old, by the way, because he was the, like, he's like, we're at, we're out of college and I think he and I graduated from high school the same year. I think you graduated, wouldn't you graduate? So I was 03 so um, and he was me. out of Acton and then uh, we Vasquez, actually, right? Vasquez, yeah. yeah. Um, Acton, California. And then he ended up um, actually out of CSUN, ended up transferring into San Diego Christian. So we actually were, were long toss buddies. Same area, oh, growing man, up, same college and I, I grew up playing like travel ball or club baseball. I don't like, I really don't like the term travel baseball for right. like what we do in it within CBA, but I mean, for lack of a better term, you know, travel ball. But, sure. but, um, yeah, man, like I saw him and he, I, I saw him like just compete and dominate like as a you know, little skinny, you know, like 160 pounds mm-hmm. soaking wet, you know, and he was, he was a good player. Actually, he was a good hitter too, I think. He and, was. um, and, uh, but he, um, Shoot, like we're graduated from college. He's already the VP at Jager Sports. I'm like, what have you been doing? Like, like you've been you've been hustling everybody. But he's locked, um, he's locked in. No, he oh, is locked in. Right? Right. <laughs> that's that's why we did it. <laughs> there we go. That's why we did it. My head's not even. Give me a shout um, out, China. Yeah, um, he's doing great things too with the mental game. Also, right. I know he's got his own uh, awareness for his his uh, business. But you know, for what he's been doing, man, it's uh, he's he's a great human being, and I yeah. think it's been a, a, a really good thing for Alan to have a, a guy that can promote it, but not only physically do it. But promote the mental side of it also. Great character guy? Character guy. Phenomenal character guy. <laughs> All right. So, you know, what, what we got coming up, right? We put together the fall development series for, for arm care and arm strength, right, in Orange County. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. can't go to Florida based off this schedule. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I know. So you're not going to Florida. So October 4th, you know, the high school prep, uh, 6th to 8th graders, 6th to 8th graders, right, mm-hmm. on the 4th. The 11th. High school guys on the 12th, 8 to 10-year-olds um, can never get, I guess, too young to understand arm health. Nope. Right? Nope. Especially with guys getting TJ at, like, 13 years mm-hmm. old, you know? but You got kids throwing weighted balls at, like, 6, 7. Which is ridiculous. It's just, so it's just about education and information, it's, it's right? Yeah. But see, what I like about what we've done here is not only are, you know, they're going to get what you're offering them that day. The follow-up session, mm-hmm. the training in between. You want mm-hmm. to touch on that a little bit? Well, I think um, for me, I just want to be accessible. And I think I want to be able to um, not be a quick a quick program. I want to be able to make sure that we're continuing to maintain. And um, if we sit there and say, hey, well, it's just like a, a one-week one week type of thing, you're really not going to see the, um, the up and down. It's going to be more of a, a scale of, hey, well, sometimes I feel good and sometimes I don't. So I really like to come back and make sure that we as a program are saying, hey, it's about the person and not just your arm, not just what you've done for me lately. Um, so the arm care, the, the, the J-bands, the, um, you know, the different type of learning how to throw different drills that we're going to be doing, um, doing assessments on every single player, whether you're a shortstop, an outfielder, um, and then really just kind of giving back, sitting down, hey, these are the type of things I want you to do this week. So Again, having them have a journal. I'll probably basically bring out, um, you know, X amount of journals out for each kid 
And what they'll do is they'll take notes, they'll have homework during the week um, on the way that they throw, and then they'll come back that following week. And really the, the best thing that you can hear as a throwing coach or a pitching coach is, hey man, I don't have any more arm pain. I, I, I totally, it locked in. Something, something popped with me where I was, I was turning my hips and I really felt my arm drag. Um, taking video and doing before and after for a kid to see it visually, especially these days. I mean, we didn't, we had the snap phones. We didn't have a opportunity to take video. So really you're kind of going off of what somebody else is saying. So now it's almost a second coach by going and seeing like, oh man, I really thought I was throwing all the way up here, but they're all the way right. down here. So um, giving them that visual feedback also, and then um, giving them a program. So um, going into tournaments, having a, a two day or even a seven day program now it's going to give them, again, a way to kind of progress and see themselves move up and then be able to say, hey, look, coach, I, I prepared myself for 45 pitches this weekend, but my legs feel great. I got more on my legs. I'm knowing how to throw. I can go another two innings. And so, again, you're kind of getting away from any arm problems. You're going to be more of, um, I, like, I, I would hope that they're one of the only programs out there that really um, change the game, that get other everybody else to kind of follow. And if we if we all follow again, we'll see less of we'll see the Tommy John injuries go down. Um, but I think we'll also see a lot more kids develop physically. They're going to want to get in the weight room. They're going to want to fix um, their ankle stability, their knee stability, which is something that seems so small. But doing RDLs and actually knowing how to do an RDL, um, or you know, we in the facility drew uh, fast development. You know, we're big on every movement that we make, trying to get that to translate into something physically that we do on the field. And once you see it, it's, um, you know, again, it's, it's, it's a good feeling as a coach, but it's even better to know that, hey, we, we can send this kid off to coach himself. And if we do that as, a, as a, a coach, if we get them to learn how to coach themselves, I think that's what makes us really good coaches. Not that they need to come back every single week. It's, man, hey, coach, I, I figured out what you're saying. Hey, can I come back and just see you? I want you to kind of see this video or, um, and just quick tips, you know, sometimes yeah. it's just good to see the kid again. Yeah, absolutely, man. So. All right. Well, I mean, we're way past our our uh, our time constraints, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, so, but I want to thank you again for making the trip up. We're obviously going to do this again when 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 uh, China McCarney becomes available for us. We haven't set a date or time for that, but I know it'll be soon. Um, and just you know, I, I really want to promote what you're doing and what we're what we want to offer for guys because this is such a big uh, missing piece across the board in yeah. in in amateur baseball. You know. A, you know, everywhere, not just here in California, but it's everywhere. So, yeah. Um, no, but thanks again. Thanks for making the trip. Um, I'm sure you'll enjoy that drive back home. Um, I'll enjoy but, it after this food. It's, <laughs> it's good over here. Um, but yeah, thanks. And, you know, for, for everybody out there, you know, just really, you know, really just kind of, you know, understand like the, the, the game is so much bigger than what's going on next weekend with, with tournaments and games and your travel team. The game is so much bigger than that. We just kind of put ourselves in this bubble. That's like, you know, like we were just, we're just kept away from what reality is, you know? And so, um, just keep working towards that long-term goal of whether it's college baseball, professional baseball, uh, understand we're not going to be at peak performance all the time, but we're going to, you know, we could be at peak peak mental state. Um, and let's just, you know, continue to get better. Yeah. Build a program. Coaches too. Build up, have a plan. Parents too. Yep. Parents especially. <laughs> no, I just kidding. All right, that's it for uh, for us today. Um, we will talk to you guys soon and enjoy the rest of your week. See ya.